Hello, folks, and welcome back to Bible in a Year. Today is day 290. We are starting off with Judith, chapters 1 through 3. In the twelfth year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, who ruled over the Assyrians in the great city of Nineveh, in the days of Arphaxad, who ruled over the Medes in Ecbatana, he is the king who built walls about Ecbatana with hewn stones three cubits thick and six cubits long. He made the walls seventy cubits high and fifty cubits wide. At the gates he built towers a hundred cubits high and sixty cubits wide at the foundations, and he made its gates, which were seventy cubits high and forty cubits wide, so that his armies could march out in force and his infantry form their ranks. It was in those days that King Nebuchadnezzar made war against King Arphazad in the great plain which is on the borders of Regei. He was joined by all the people of the hill country and those who lived along the Euphrates and the Tigris and the Hydaspes, and in the plain where Arioch ruled the Elmanians. Many nations joined the forces of the Chaldeans. Then Nebuchadnezzar, king of the Assyrians, sent to all who lived in Persia and to all who lived in the west, those who lived in Cilicia and Damascus and Lebanon and Antibanan and all who lived along the seacoast, and those among the nations of Carmel and Gilead and Upper Galilee and the great plain of Ezradraean, and all who were in Samaria and its surrounding towns and beyond the Jordan as far as Jerusalem and Bethany and Kelis and Kadesh and the river of Egypt and Talhanez and Ramses and the whole land of Goshen, even beyond Tanis and Memphis and all who lived in Egypt as far as the borders of Ethiopia. But all who lived in the whole region disregarded the orders of Nebuchadnezzar, king of the Assyrians, and refused to join him in the war. For they were not afraid of him, but looked upon him as only one man, and they sent back his messengers empty-handed and shamefaced. Then Nebuchadnezzar was very angry with this whole region, and swore by his throne and kingdom that he would surely take revenge on the whole territory of Cilicia and Damascus and Syria, that he would kill them by the sword, and also all the inhabitants of the land of Moab, and the people of Ammon, and all Judea, and everyone in Egypt, as far as the coasts of the two seas." In the seventeenth year he led his forces against King Arphazad, and defeated him in battle, and overthrew the whole army of Arphazad, and all his cavalry, and all his chariots. Thus he took possession of his cities, and came to Ecbatana, captured its towers, plundered its markets, and turned its beauty into shame. He captured Arphazad in the mountains of Regei, and struck him down with hunting spears, and he utterly destroyed him to this day. Then he returned with them to Nineveh, he and all his combined forces, a vast body of troops, and there he and his forces rested and feasted for one hundred and twenty days. In the eighteenth year, in the twenty-second day of the first month, there was talk in the palace of Nebuchadnezzar, king of the Assyrians, about carrying out his revenge on the whole region, just as he said. He called together all his officers and all his nobles and set forth to them his secret plan and recounted fully with his own lips all the wickedness of the region. And it was decided that everyone who had not obeyed his command should be destroyed. When he had finished setting forth his plan, Nebuchadnezzar, king of the Assyrians, called Holofernes, the chief general of his army, second only to himself, and said to him, Thus says the great king, the lord of the whole earth, When you leave my presence, take with you men confident in their strength, to the number of one hundred and twenty thousand foot soldiers and twelve thousand cavalry. Go and attack the whole west country, because they disobeyed my orders. 
Tell them to prepare earth and water, for I am coming against them in my anger, and will cover the whole face of the earth with the feet of my armies, and will hand them over to be plundered by my troops, till their wounded shall fill their valleys, and every brook and river shall be filled with their dead and overflow. And I will lead them away captive to the ends of the whole earth. You shall go and seize all their territory for me advance. They will yield themselves to you, and you shall hold them for me till the day of their punishment. But if they refuse, your eye shall not spare, and you shall hand them over to slaughter and plunder throughout your whole region. For as I live, and by the power of my kingdom, what I have spoken my hand will execute. And you, take care not to transgress any of your sovereign's commands, but be sure to carry them out just as I have ordered you, and do not delay about it. So Holofernes left the presence of his master, and called together all the commanders, generals, and officers of the Assyrian army, and mustered the picked troops by division, as his lord had ordered him to do, one hundred and twenty thousand of them, together with twelve thousand archers on horseback, and he organized them as a great army as marshaled for a campaign. He collected a vast number of camels and asses and mules for transport, and innumerable sheep and oxen and goats for provision." also plenty of food for every man, and a hundred amount, a huge amount of gold and silver from the royal palace. So he set out with his old army to go ahead of King Nebuchadnezzar to cover the whole face of the earth to the west with their chariots and horsemen and picked troops of infantry. Along with them went a mixed crowd like a swarm of locusts, like the dust of the earth, a multitude that could not be counted. They marched for three days from Nineveh to the plain of Bechtileth, and camped opposite Bechthilis, near the mountain which is in the north of Upper Sicilia. From there Holofernes took his whole army, his infantry, cavalry, and chariots, and went up into the hill country, and ravaged Put and Lud, and plundered all the people of Rasis and the Ishmaelites who lived along the desert, south of the country of the Chileans. Then he followed the Euphrates and passed through Mesopotamia, and destroyed all the hilltop cities along the brook Abron, as far as the sea. He also seized the territory of Cilicia, and killed every one who resisted him, and came to the southern borders of Japheth, fronting toward Arabia. He surrounded all the Midianites, and burned their tents, and plundered their sheepfolds. Then he went down into the plain of Damascus during the wheat harvest, and burned all their fields, and destroyed their flocks and herds, and sacked their cities, and ravaged their lands, and put to death all their young men with the edge of the sword." So fear and terror of him fell upon the people who lived along the seacoast, at Shidon and Tyre, and those who lived in Sor and Osinia, and all who lived in Jamnia. Those who lived in Azotos and Ascalon feared him exceedingly. So they sent messengers to sue for peace, and said, Behold, we are the servants of Nebuchadnezzar, the great king. We lie prostrate before you. Do with us whatever you will. Behold, our buildings and all our land and all our wheat fields, all our flocks and herds, all our sheepfolds with their tents lie before you. Do with them whatever you please. Our cities also and their inhabitants are your slaves. Come and deal with them in any way that seems good to you. The men came to Holofernes and told him all this. Then he went down to the seacoast with his army and stationed garrisons in the hilltop cities and took picked men from them as his allies. And these people in all the country round about welcomed him with garlands and dances and tambourines, and he demolished all their shrines and cut down their sacred groves, for it had been given to him to destroy all the gods of the land, so that all nations should worship Nebuchadnezzar only, and all their tongues and tribes should call upon him as God. Then he came to the edge of Esredrean, near Donath, near Dothan, fronting the great ridge of Judea. 
Here he camped between Geba and Scythopolis and remained for a whole month in order to assemble all the supplies for his army. Our next reading is Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 8. She reaches mightily from one end of the earth to the other, and she orders all things well. I loved her and sought her from my youth, and I desired to take her for my bride, and I became enamored of her beauty. She glorifies her noble birth by living with God, and the Lord of all loves her, for she is an initiate in the knowledge of God, and an associate in his works. If riches are a desirable possession in life, what is richer than wisdom who affects all things? And if understanding is effective, who more than she is fashioner of what exists? If anyone loves righteousness, her labors are virtues, for she teaches self-control and prudence, justice and courage. Nothing in life is more profitable for men than these. And if anyone longs for wide experience, she knows the things of old and infers the things to come. She understands turns of speech and the solutions of riddles. She has foreknowledge of signs and wonders and of the outcome of seasons and times. Therefore I determined to take her to live with me, knowing that she would give me good counsel and encouragement in cares and grief. Because of her I shall have glory among the multitudes and honor in the presence of the elders, though I am young. I shall be found keen in judgment, and in the sight of rulers I shall be admired. When I am silent, they will wait for me, and when I speak, they will give heed, and when I speak at greater length, they will put their hands on their mouths. Because of her I shall have immortality, and leave an everlasting remembrance to those who come after me. I shall govern peoples, and nations will be subject to me. Dread monarchs will be afraid of me when they hear of me. Among the people I shall show myself capable and courageous in war. When I enter my house, I shall find rest with her, for companionship with her has no bitterness, and life with her has no pain, but gladness and joy. When I considered these things inwardly and thought upon them in my mind, that in kinship with wisdom there is immortality, and in friendship with her pure delight, and in the labors of her hands unfailing wealth, and in the experience of her company understanding, and renown in sharing her words, I went about seeking how to get her for myself. As a child I was by nature well endowed, and a good soul fell to my lot. Or rather, being good, I entered an undefiled body. But I perceived that I would not possess wisdom unless God gave her to me, and it was a mark of insight to know whose gift she was. So I appealed to the Lord and besought him, and with my whole heart I said. Our last reading for today is Luke chapter 9, verses 1 to 27. And he called the twelve together, and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to preach the kingdom of God and to heal. And he said to them, Take nothing for your journey, no staff, no bag, nor bread, nor money. Do not have two tunics. And whatever house you enter, stay there, and from there depart. And wherever they do not receive you, when you leave that town, shake off the dust from your feet as a testimony against them. And they departed and went through the villages, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Now Herod the Tetrarch heard of all that was done, and he was perplexed, because it was said by some that John had been raised from the dead, by some that Elijah had appeared, and by others that one of the old prophets had risen. Herod said, John I beheaded, but who is this about whom I hear such things? And he sought to see him. On their return the apostles told him what they had done, and he took them and withdrew apart to a city called Bethsaida. When the crowds learned it, they followed him, and he welcomed them and spoke to them of the kingdom of God, and cured those who had need of healing. Now the day began to wear away, and the twelve came and said to him, 
Send the crowd away to go into the villages and country roundabout to lodge and get provisions, for we are here in a lonely place. But he said to them, You give them something to eat. And they said, We have no more than five loaves and two fish, unless we are to go and buy food for all these people. For there were five thousand men, and he said to his disciples, Make them sit down in companies, about fifty each. And they did so, and made them all sit down. And taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven, and blessed and broke them, and gave them to the disciples to set before the crowd. And all ate, and were satisfied. And they took up what was left over, twelve baskets of broken pieces. Now it happened that as he was praying alone, the disciples were with him, and asked him, Who do the people say that I am? And they answered, John the Baptist. But others say, Elijah, and others, that one of the old prophets has risen. And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? And Peter answered, The Christ of God. But he charged and commanded them to tell this to no one, and saying, The Son of Man must suffer many things, and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. And he said to all, If any man would come after me, let him deny himself, and take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake he will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, of him will the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in his glory, and the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. But I tell you truly, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God. That is everything for today. I hope you're having a wonderful day, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye for now.